When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everyone? Good morning, and welcome back to another edition of the show. It is episode 334. It's, what is it? I don't even know what the date is. September 28th, 2022, flying through this year, and we are creeping up upon the college wrestling season. Joined, as always, by my man Kyle Klingman from the Cedar Valley area up in Iowa. Kyle, how's it going? It's doing great. I got to see you this week, so it doesn't get much better than that, does it? No, no, it doesn't, except when I, when I got to leave. That was even better. Um, yeah, I'm sure it was. But, uh, yeah, spent a couple of days up in Iowa prepping for this all-star match. And um, just bring on one of the competitors, and we're going to get to talk to him about all kinds of things. He's at 133 pounds, two-time All-American at Arizona State, Mikhail McGee. Mikhail, how the heck are you this morning? I'm good, man. I'm really good. How are you guys doing? Man, I'm awesome. Awesome, man. Thanks for joining us. Um, so I want to kind of go back to the beginning, right? Like. I know you got a couple All Americans. I'm sure you're looking at trying to win a national title this year. You've been Old Dominion. There's a lot to talk about, but I want to go way far back and like just the start of your wrestling career or or when when you first got introduced to the sport and, and how that came about and what that was like. Um, so I was actually I was really young. I was like a really active kid. And um I was like a boy scout for like maybe a week but my dad used to wrestle in high school and we came across this wrestling force wrestling flyer at a one of the like meetings and my dad asked me if I wanted to like try it out and I was like yeah for sure and I went to practice and the rest was history I kind of fell in love with it after like a year of getting beat up and um yeah it was that was really it I, I got into I joined Force Wrestling, and I was uh, I was there from the time I was probably like seven or eight until I got to high school. Okay, um, you said you kind of fell in love with it right away. What was it about that that you really loved? I think it was the individuality part of the sport. Just because I mean, I didn't really have to depend on anybody else's like work ethic or anything else to kind of be successful. You know, I thought it was kind of cool that. You know, it was kind of all on me. I didn't really have to depend on anybody else, any teammates or anything. Did you play? Had you played any other sports? Baseball, football, soccer, whatever. Team sports where obviously you do have to rely on others? Basketball, football, um, a little bit of soccer. Not really competitively. I kind of just played. A lot of my really good friends played soccer, and I played like pick up games with them a lot when I was um, in middle school and early high school. Did I also hear you say that you got beat up that at, at first, or, or you weren't winning a lot in wrestling? First year was definitely rough. I was like, "This is, you know, it's cool," but I don't. I I was I was just really. I've always been really competitive, you know. So that was kind of tough for me off the rip uh, to kind of just, you know, it was just humbling at first. Uh, but when I kind of got the hang of it and got better, it was it was a lot more fun. Was there any like you know? 
to jump into a sport like wrestling and to lose a bunch can be really discouraging, right? Like it's winning's fun and, and contagious, but, but losing in soccer or basketball or football is one thing losing in wrestling. It's what, I guess what kept you motivated and, and why did you want to stick with it? Um, I don't know. Honestly, I think I'm, that's a great question. <laughs> I, when I was younger, I don't really know what kept me motivated. I think it was just the fact that I was having fun after I really kind of got good. You know, like my brother, he wrestled too for a little bit, but then he was kind of like, yo, this is a little too intense. Like, you know, he went and played tennis and <laughs> some other sports. And I was kind of like, no, like I like the fact that, you know, it's, it's all on me, you know? Um, I don't know. I think it was just the fact that I started to have fun with it. This what really kind of kept me motivated. Yeah, well, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, so, like, was it was it like that second year you started to have success? When two, two, two questions in one, right? When was it that you started having success? And if you can understand why, or was it just, I don't know, I just started winning? Um, I don't know. I think um, I kind of was just trying to figure out why I was losing in the beginning, you know? Yeah. Um, I was kind of just, I think I, I started winning year two and three, you know, and after that, it was kind of just like, I just kind of took it and ran. I started to kind of have a lot more success. And to me, that was kind of like, it just became my thing, you know, like nobody else in my family other than my dad really wrestled. So it was kind of just like a thing that me and him just kind of continued to bond over, um, as time went on. Sure. And then like, there's like a couple, there's two different phases. There's, there's having success and then there's like falling in love with it. And sometimes they go hand in hand, but sometimes they don't, right? Sometimes it's like, sometimes people fall in love with it before they have success. But, but when did you like develop that passion or really fall in love with it? Was it years two and three when you started winning or was it later or was it, was it even year one when you were taking your lumps? Um, I think, I think I, I got fell in love with it early. I had a lot of, uh, good friends that I, that I still talk to this day. Um, it kind of was fun off the rip. You know, I wasn't really winning much, but I had something to look forward to at the end of the day, like after school every day, um, just going to practice, being with my friends and having fun, maybe getting beat up, maybe not, but all, all in all, I knew I was getting better. So um, that was, that was good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. When did you then like really, dedicate yourself to it you know maybe you're still playing soccer or basketball or football or but when did it jump out and be like all right this is my sport this is if i'm going to excel or for whatever reason i'm going to really start to pour a lot of my efforts and energy into wrestling so i i would say eighth grade going into freshman year uh like early high school because i was i was really small my eighth grade year i wrestled 79 pounds and then what? my freshman year, I had to make the jump up to 106. Yeah, I was li I was little. I so my freshman year, I was um 95, 96 pounds, and I was I was supposed. To, well, I thought I was gonna play football, and then one day I was like hanging out with one of my friends, and I was like, he was showing me these new Cam Newton cleats, and I was like, yo, man, those are really cool. So I go home, I'm like, mom, I want these cleats for football next year, blah blah blah, and she's like, you're not playing football, you're too small, like. I'm not going to let it happen. Like, you're not happy. And I was like, what? So I talked to my dad and he's like, 
what? No, you're playing football. And then it was kind of like a thing. And they were like, you know what? Yeah, maybe you shouldn't play because you're just really little. And so I was just like, okay. I mean, like I was 79 pounds. I wasn't very vertically. <laughs> I wasn't very tall either. I was like, I don't know if I want to play basketball either. So that's when I kind of just um really committed to wrestling because it was just, I was already good in, in middle school, seventh and eighth grade. I had won a state title like back-to-back years and um uh, the freshman year was definitely a humbling year again because I was like little, but I knew I was good and I started to um, I started to have success, uh, more success in my freshman sophomore year. So I just kind of just continued to just get better and just put all my eggs in that basket. When your parents told you you're too little for football, did it? Because you you were probably right uh, a freshman and eighty something pounds, and there's hundred. There's 200 pound freshmen, right? There's some really big right. kids who could actually right. literally legitimately hurt you. Did it? Did you have to stop and realize that? And like, oh yeah, I could get, I could get hurt. So I was always you. I was an older, lighter in football, which meant I was older than I. N- I never really played with the kids that were my age group. I was older. I played with the age group younger than me because I was the smallest. I was so small. I had to play with the younger guys because like that's those were like almost like more my size. So, um, you know, it was kind of heartbreaking at first. But I mean, after a while, it kind of made sense. Um, My cousin, who was the same grade as me, was 155, 160 pounds. And he played like football as well. My mom was like, if he tackles you, like (laughs) you're going to get hurt. You know, like if someone bigger than him tackles you, you're going to get hurt. Like I'm just not. And um, after a while, it kind of made sense. But at first, I was kind of like, what? No way. <laughs> I was yeah. kind of against it. Yeah, I bet. It would take a minute to let it sink in and accept it, right? But it sounds like the right, right thing happened. So as, as you're moving into the high school, I think you said you won state in, in seventh and eighth grade um, and, yeah. and middle school with, with wrestling. Did you start to set goals? Were you like, I want to be a state champ, or I want to be a multiple-time state champ, or I want a place? Were you looking ahead and thinking about what kind of goals you'd like to accomplish over the next four years? Um, absolutely. I, my freshman year, um, I was one and done at the state tournament at 106. And, uh, I think that day I was kind of like really mad. I watched Austin O'Connor <laughs> win my bracket. I was like, you know, what, man, I was like, next year I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna win this tournament. And that's what I did. Next year I came back and won one state at 106. So from there, I kind of started to set even more goals. Like, all right, I want to be a three-timer. I fell short of that goal. I was a two-timer, but um, still, after freshman year, when I kind of really filled out the weight class more and was stronger and uh, gained some more weight, I, I knew I was uh, kind of going to be a problem at um, whichever weight class I kind of decided to go with. That's pretty cool. Like, you, you went one and done. You said, I'm going to win it. And then you won it. So what did you do between one and done and – Call it February fifteenth or whenever, whenever that state tournament is. Like, did you did you wrestle freestyle? Were you doing stuff in the off season? What did you do to make that jump from one and done to, to champ? Um, luckily, I'm I'm from Illinois, which is a really tough state. You know, I feel like if you really care to get better, there's a lot of resources and a lot of people you can reach out to and get better. Um, I had a a lot of people who um. I was able to reach out to and wrestle with. And yeah, I did. I, I did wrestle freestyle as well. I was never really um, big on freestyle. I never really liked freestyle as much as folk style, just because um, I don't know. I think that just, just the difference. I like wrestling on the mat 
you know, and freestyle is like turn them in 10 seconds or get back on your feet. And to me, that was just like, no, like, I want to hold them down, turn them, score points, you know. So um, I think it was just me kind of utilizing some of the resources I had and just uh, continuing just to try to get better every day. Sure. So as you, you know, you win state as a sophomore, was it at that point or was it later on, maybe earlier, that you thought next level? Okay. Or I guess my question would, it would be when did you think, Maybe this is something I can do in college. This is something. Or yeah, heck yeah, I want to do this in college. Uh, I think probably sophomore, junior year um, was when I was like, yeah, I could definitely do this in college. And uh, nobody in my family really graduated from college. So to me, it was kind of like a, I didn't really look at it as – I don't want to say I didn't think it was possible, but it just wasn't something I saw people ahead of me doing. So – I, I wanted to graduate from college, but I, I just knew, um, I don't know, wrestling was going to be just something that would help me achieve that, you know. Um, so I, I would say definitely sophomore, junior year um, when I started to talk to a few schools. Did you have these conversations with your family, either uh, about, you know, the potential of wrestling college or like I guess just the idea of going to college and graduating, because it sounds like that, that wasn't something people did. So did you, yeah, do you have conversations about man, did, maybe make, making wrestling the opportunity to make this happen? I think my dad, uh, I feel like, really knew how good I was before I knew. And he was always trying to keep pushing me in the, in the right direction. Um, and he kind of would motivate me in different ways and stuff and, he told me like, you know, if you get a full ride, I'll buy, I'll, I'll buy you. Uh, what he, he said, I'll buy you a car, and I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, it. And so basically, um, Old Dominion, they were kind of after me early, and they put an offer on the table that I was like, you know, um, can't really refuse that. And um, it was kind of just like wrestling took me there. You know, it was kind of like who doesn't want to accept a full ride and go and go to college and be the first to graduate, you know? So that was one thing that motivated me um, just to just keep going, you know? Yeah. What was, what were your expectations for old dominion uh, as school and, and for wrestling? And then did those expectations match once you got there? Um, I feel like I, my expectations for Old Dominion was just I, I knew that I was going to elevate. I, I feel like my high school wasn't really a big wrestling high school. You know, I, uh, you know, it wasn't like the biggest emphasis. Like I was the first state champion in any sport in school history. Like it was never really like one of those like like a Montini at Oak Park where, you know, like you're you're wrestling this team, like you're going to be up against them, you know? Yeah. So, um uh, so my expectations for me was just personally, I, I just knew I was going to grow and get better in, in the division one room. Like to me, wrestling division one was just like, whoa, like, you know, this, this is crazy. Like I made it almost, you know, so yeah. um, my expectations was definitely to get on the podium and hopefully get a national title. But um, I just knew um, I was going to just make some significant jumps just being in a a room with a bunch of division one guys and coaches. 
Did you feel yourself making that jump when you, when you were making the jumps you thought you would? Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, yeah. All right, let's let's kind of fast forward to closer to the end of, you know, obviously we know Old Dominion dropped. Um, <clears throat> when did, did you, did you hear rumblings about it? Did you, were there rumors with, you know, guys on the team or, or, and, or elsewhere? Or was it just like one day there's a meeting and I'm guessing Stevie, but I don't know who, how did it, how did that all happen? That whole thing uh, kind of came completely from left field. I was, uh, so basically we went home. Um, this is the year I was red training. So I started um 2017 2018 and my third year i took a retro year and what was it the week before nationals right they they like announced that they weren't gonna have it and i want to say we went home because of covid mid-march and then i was home for probably two maybe three weeks and then one day we get a text in like our team group chat that there's a meeting with compliance and obviously you know no one's ever lived through a a pandemic so i'm kind of just anticipating we're going to talk about you know how how we're moving forward with covid and xyz yeah and so uh i was actually in walmart with my mom and one of my and i was so i was in a different time zone because i was in chicago and obviously they're in virginia and so my my teammate texted me he's like yo are you gonna hop on this call and i was like oh yeah so i just i just dialed in called in and i'm just hearing our AD and stuff like, you know, I'm sorry to inform you guys, you know, we're going to have to cut your program. And I was just like, whoa, I was like, what? Like, like what do you mean? So, yeah, that was, it definitely caught me off guard. I was, there wasn't any rumblings really about it. So, yeah. Damn. And here you are shopping for, what are you at Walmart? <laughs> like, <laughs> was it a short meeting? Did they just kind of get in and give you the facts and, and get out? Or was there was there time for Q&A? Like, could people ask questions? Or was it like, here's the facts. Sorry. Bye. Um, I don't remember. I know that there was time for Q&A. I don't remember how long it was. But um, it wasn't a long meeting. I, I, don't, I don't think it was longer than like 30 minutes. It was kind of just like a, they gave us the facts. And then it was like a little Q&A. And then it was just like... That's that. You know, you're a free agent. So I was like, whoa. Dang. So, I mean, what do you do? You hang up and... Did your mom know what was going on during the... Like, were you like, cut, cut, and then back on the phone? Or did you just listen to the whole thing? Yeah, and then, and yeah. Then... So, so, I was... By the look on my face, she was just like, are you are you good? Like, are you okay? And I was just like... I'm like, mom, they're, they're literally trying to... They're cutting our wrestling program right now. And she was just like what like what do you mean cutting your wrestling program like she's not really into wrestling she's not the no biggest wrestling fan. Like, so she's like cutting your program like what do you mean like like how many people are going to be on your team i'm like no the whole team like it's just <laughs> this is just gone like you know so uh yeah it was that was that was just a, a weird time you know it was, it was just a lot at once you know yeah compounded with like everybody's goals like you said nobody's been through a Live through a pandemic. We're trying to figure out how to do life in general. Exactly. And now this, right? Which is like right. almost bigger, like the pandemic's worldwide and all that. But this is like not everything to your world, but this is a huge part of your world. Right. I guess, what do you do? I'm, what do you do next? Not, not that day. Not, maybe. I don't know. How do you, what do you start? I, I, you, do you call 
Coach Martin, do you do you start calling other coaches? Do you take a week and talk to your friends? What are you guys going to do? How do we handle this? Like, there's no, uh, no protocol in a pandemic. There's no protocol on my team just got dropped. And then right. getting together. Um, so for me, it was kind of like something I just kind of had to sit with and really think about because um, I, I well, once that call ended, I just immediately called my dad and I was like, dad, like they just cut our program, blah, blah, blah. He was like, what? Like, no, like, no way. I'm like, dude, there's, this is serious. You know, like, there's like, I don't even know what I'm going to do, you know? And he was just like, he was just like, you know, don't worry about it. Like both of my parents are, you know, they, they have faith about things like that. My mom's just like, you know, don't worry about it. You're, you're a good wrestler. My dad's like, dude, I, I have no question. You're going to be able to find a good home, another place. You know, if, if you do want to continue to wrestle, because we kind of had the option to, just stay at Old Dominion and be a student. And I was just like, for a second, I was like, you know, that sounds cool. You know, wrestling is hard, you know, <laughs> but all in all, I was like, you know, I still got goals in this thing, you know? So um, for me, it was like just kind of sitting with it and um, kind of just seeing, I didn't immediately want to do anything, but um, my dad was like, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's April, you know, like, you might want to see what other schools have money and want to do this, that, and the third, you know? So I was like, you know, uh, maybe, you know, we just got to move on. You just got to roll with the punches, you know? So um, I talked to a few of my teammates and coaches and stuff and kind of just, just was trying to just hear some sound advice from whoever I could get it from and just, I don't know, make, make the next right decision. Well, it sounds like your parents did the right thing as in like not freaking out, not, adding stress to the situation and just keeping calm be like, Hey, you're, you figure it out. You're all good. And I think that's a, yeah. a right way to, to handle it. Yeah. How, how did you go about from there? Cause you probably can't take visits. Nobody can go anywhere. Um, schools are definitely nowhere. closed. Do you reach out to Zeke or Pritz or ASU? Do they reach out to you? How does this, how does this, how do things go? So, I want to say the very next day, I just, because I'm not going to lie, I was really hurt, you know, like, it was, like, I made so many good friends at Old Dominion, you know, like, and I really liked where I was at, my coaches, the the school, like, I went to Old Dominion, I took a two, maybe three visits at Old Dominion, I liked how small the campus was, I liked how, you know, I liked the wrestling room, I liked my teammates, we all got along, you know, so to me, it was kind of just like, all that was just stripped from underneath me just like that, you know? So it was kind of just like tough. But the next day I was like, you know what? I'm hopping in the portal, you know, like, I'm like, what else can I do if I want to keep wrestling, you know? So I just kind of made a post about it and hopped in the portal. And then from that day for the next few weeks until I committed, my phone was kind of just like blowing up. It was kind of just like, I was on the phone with different coaches um, for a while. And I just kind of narrowed it down to, a few schools and then um ultimately I just kind of knew like I wasn't able to take visits but um just the feel of the coaching staff you know Prince and and Zeke you know they're they're good guys man I I'm, I love them you know it's I, I'm glad I came here I, I just know I made the right decision so did you I mean can I ask who the other schools were that you were thinking about going to or entertaining or talking to their coaches? Top three was um, 
Arizona State, Ohio State, and Nebraska. Yeah. And what was it in the end about Arizona State that, you know, all right, this is why I'm going, or this is um the reason that set me over the edge? I thought it would be – so, one, Cordell Norfleet, that's my boy. He's been my boy since we were really young. Um, He was kind of in my ear, you know, and it was kind of like – What's actually what's actually crazy is um when I was in high school after I won my first state title you know I thought I was really hot you know I was like man I made this little huddle highlight video and the only coach I sent it to was Zeke Jones and he never replied <laughs> and I was like man I was like you know it is what it is and I mean I I I guess you could say I never really had a dream school like you know but I thought it'd be cool to go to Arizona State and um yeah so I I. I was talking to Cordell, who's my really good friend a lot, and um, I liked a lot of the things. Like, I watched Cord- Cordell make some really nice jumps from high school to, to like, when he was, um, what, year three in college. So, to me, it was kind of like he kind of just, um, like, reassured me mentally just kind of about the environment, just about the training and stuff like that. And the weather, man, who doesn't want to be in some some nice weather all year round? You know what I mean? I'm from used to shoveling snow and, and walking to school in negative degree. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, do I want to be, you know, that was one thing. That was one thing about it. But um, also just, um, I don't know, I think a lot of the people at Arizona State kind of had their different unique style. You know what I mean? And, and I felt like I had a unique style of my own. And um, I knew I was already good on the mat. Like on top, bottom, top was already mine. I really liked top a lot. And then when I went to Old Dominion, I was with the Grammy master, Steve Martin. Shout out Steve Martin. <laughs> but uh, Zeke, you know, he's like a, he's just really very technical, you know, and I, I really love that aspect about like just his coaching. And um, yeah, uh, I don't know. It was, it was a lot of things that kind of gravitated me towards Arizona State that, um, you know, I just, I just knew it'd be a good fit for me personally. Sure. Was there ever a time like after you made the decision, after you moved there and, and going to school and, and training and work, and maybe the answer is no, there's not something that sticks out in your head. Was there everything that was like, ah, yeah, this is the right, this was the right place. An instance or a time of practice, maybe it was even classes or anything where something happened. You were just like, yeah, I made the right decision. Hell Yeah. <sighs> Um, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe you, I don't want to say like there was a specific moment, but I mean, I feel like there was a few moments where I was like, yeah, this is the place, you know, like when I got to ASU, man, like I was tested every single day, like between practice and Sunkiss, you know, me and Brandon Courtney, we scrapped, you know, like I thought that was really cool. Um, just to have a partner who's just, you know, um, I, don't know, I like the fact that I was just tested physically, like on another level, just um, scrapping in the wrestling room. And it was just some days after practice, I was just like, man, this is this is where I need to be, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 we go back to that day when middle January, whatever, you're in Walmart and you get that phone call. If somebody said, hey, a year from now, you're going to be fourth in the country, would that have seemed reasonable or, or realistic? Or would it be like, mm, I just don't know if I'm there yet? Um, 
it seemed realistic to me. I, I, I never really sell myself short. I feel like I'm not really a person who kind of is even really too engaged in the rankings because it's really kind of just, you know, someone else's opinion, essentially, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of just one of those people. I just, I'll go out and wrestle. You're going to have to beat me for seven minutes, regardless of what the rankings say, you know? So that's my mentality on things, you know? Yeah. All right. How would you describe your style? Um, I would say slick, explosive, and um, stingy. Yeah. Um, so you took fourth place in 2021. You took fourth place again in 2022. Amazing finishes, but I'm sure after you take fourth, you say, I want to get first. Or, you know, I want to move up. How did you feel, not only about taking fourth, but, but the performance you had at the NCAAs last year, more than where you finished, right? Because maybe you, you lose to tougher guys, or you wrestle better and you still lose, or, or, or opposite, right? How did you yeah. feel about your performance at the NCAAs last year? Um, I kind of just look back at those matches, and um, I just feel like I cut it down better, you know? Um, I don't know. It, I, I just feel like I could have done better, you know. It's something to kind of just be proud of, you know, be fourth in the country, but at the same time, um, you know, you always want to strive to be better and climb that podium and get to the top. You know, I'm like I said, I'm, like, really competitive, and fourth place is, is you know, it's, it's cool, but it's not – it's not what I want, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know. Um. Describe wrestling on Arizona State's team. You know, you're you're competitive last year. You got you got a trophy the year before, maybe two years in a row. I'm not I can't remember, but uh, you know, what's it like yeah, being on a team? Yeah, what's it like being on a team that is aiming for a trophy or or aiming to win it? Um, it's awesome. Honestly, I'm I'm super grateful just to be a part of this team. You know, um, the practices. You know, um. From the first string to the third string, you know, we, we got guys that are going to come in and push you. And I think that's important. Um, we hold each other accountable and we're all trying to get the the number one team trophy. So um, it's kind of cool just being in the hunt uh, year after year for another team trophy and aiming higher. Um, it's something that motivates us all. And uh, you can kind of see it in our in our wrestling room and, you know, um, I think it, it's 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 awesome. Just something great to be a part of. We, um, and, and looking ahead, I don't. You probably have matches before this, but November twenty second, the NWCA All Star Classic. It's back. Wrestling Lucas Bird. Um, but first of all, you know, I think twenty eighteen maybe was the last year they had it, but they had it for a long time. Um, before that, do you remember watching it? Do you remember hearing about it? Whether it was the few years prior or even further back when you know. 90s or 80s or, or before? I never, like, I, I remember hearing about it, and I never really watched the whole duels, like, through and through. I think on YouTube I've watched, like, two, maybe three matches. I watched, I think uh, it was Kyle Dakin, David Taylor, and then Zahid and Mark Hall. Mm -hmm. But um, I never really was able to go to any of them or really experience watching a whole duel. So for me, it's, it's exciting, you know. Um, just to kind of be a part of that. Um, but, yeah, I never really 
um, knew too, too much about it. But when you guys hit me up, I was like, for sure, I'll do it. Let's do it. Let's run it. Yeah, that's great. Um, and, and let's talk about Lucas for a second. Lucas Bird, have you guys ever wrestled each other? Yeah, he uh, he beat me for fifth and sixth my first year, or not my first, well, my first year at Arizona State. Okay. Um, so yeah, the year I took sixth, we wrestled for fifth and sixth. What do you? I mean, that's two years ago, so you both have changed and grown as wrestlers. But what do you remember about the match, and what do you remember about him and the way he wrestles and and his style, or or maybe things he's good at? Um, he's very gritty. Um, he's he'll get in your face. He'll wrestle you. He's not. I know he's gonna put his best foot forward. He's gonna come after me. And um, I remember. I'm pretty sure. I don't even think that was a close match. I think he beat me up pretty good, to be honest. Yeah. But um, that was two years ago, like you said. <laughs> yep. Are you the kind of guy where sometimes a loss sticks with you and you're can't wait to get back or is it like I just let go and we're just wrestling again and that's that. Or is it like no 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 I I do remember this vividly and I got one coming for you. Uh yeah, I'm a guy who's um I'm always trying to get my leg back for sure. It's not just less wrestle it's I remember. I didn't forget about two years ago. So That's cool. That's probably I'm stoked that you were up here and, and it'll be a different venue but it'll be, you know, a similar feel to that and i know everything got screwed up with covid but when you guys came up here to wrestle michigan state um and i think you did have a match right there was only like four but didn't you yeah wrestle? It, yeah it was four i wrestled uh Ragusin with a mask that was, <laughs> that was rough <laughs> <laughs> but uh well what was that like i know and it wasn't you got it had to do with the laws and the rules and and that was fine but but what do you remember about the event um and kind of how it felt Minus all the weirdness from the mask and the, the short note short event. Dude, the event was it was great, man. I'm 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 just sad that we didn't get to, you know, see all ten matches because that would have just been great. But um I really enjoyed uh the event, just being out there and everything. Everything was all smooth until, you know, obviously um we got hit with all those COVID uh things, but um I enjoyed myself. Um a lot actually i'm looking forward to coming back and i think we wrestle in texas again uh like maybe cornell i think i don't know our schedule is still yet to drop but um but yeah i had a good time it was awesome yeah it was, it's actually gonna be in this building this used to, our office used to be here we've moved our office downtown and they're just gonna totally make this um just outside these walls a big old used to be a warehouse turning into an, an office and now we're gonna make it an event space so really hope you guys um I think you'll enjoy it, and I think it should be a really cool event. So definitely looking forward to having you guys down here. Um, okay, we are, we are winding down closer to the end, but I want to get Kyle Klingman hanging over here, and he's got a little game for you. He's going to try to stump you, throw some questions your way. So I'm taking over. All right. You ready, Mikhail? It's our game called Sweat It Out. Five questions, hoping to make you sweat. You ready to play? <laughs> All right. I think – I hope so. <laughs> All right, number one, I, I ask this typically to all of the Arizona State wrestlers. No, I don't think anyone's got it. It's a pretty straightforward question, but what year did Arizona State win an NCAA team championship? 1988. Got it. He's Nailed on the it. board. 
Number two, Zeke Jones's older brother, Johnny, was an NCAA championship finalist for what school? I didn't even know he had an older brother. Hey, you two? Um, <laughs> I want to say, <laughs> we'll say Michigan State. Uh, it's a state. It's Iowa State. It's <sighs> Iowa State. Yep. Reach what year was that, Kyle? 1972. Well, wait. Uh, 118 lost to Greg Johnson of Michigan State. So you were kind of. There we go. Uh, that's a, that's a uh, half a point. Half a, a little. Yeah, <laughs> right there. All right. Number three. Who did you pin in the second round of the 2017 Illinois State Wrestling, Wrestling Championships? Oh, way back. 2017, the second round. We're going to go. Oh. Dustin Benjamin? Yep, you got it. From St. Charles. That's uh, let's go. All right. Took him a so second. this is a long <laughs> – it's good. <laughs> uh, number four here. I'm going to just say this slow so you understand the nuance of this. Okay. What former Arizona State basketball player and current NBA star did Lee Pritz fail to recognize when they were in a cold tub together on the Arizona State campus? James Harden. <laughs> yep. <laughs> got it do you know the story or did you just put that together oh no i know the story i was like what you didn't know james <laughs> <laughs> what they were just they were on campus sitting in there and you just didn't know who the guy was just didn't recognize him i guess i don't even know lee Prince is. <laughs> i don't even know i can't even <laughs> it's a, a great champion. story it's a great story. And then the final one is, who is the youngest world champion in U.S. history? Okay. Can I ask you a question, or do I just got to throw an answer? Yeah, yeah phone ahead. a friend. Go yeah. ahead. Ask a question. So we just had – you said world champion? Yeah, in wrestling. World champion in wrestling. Yes. Okay, so we just had worlds last week, and there was a girl, right, that was like mm-hmm. she just – Mm-hmm. Is it is is it a girl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. You're on the right track. You gotta recall her name now. You know who we're talking about. You're you're in this one. It's that girl. Is it, yeah. is her name her name is like Emmett M. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you would think if you looked at it. It's a meat. A meat. I don't know her last name. I, I would definitely don't know her last name. Okay, we'll give it to him. He I'm he knew who it was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he did a great a job meat. with uh, those five. Amit Allure. Look, no sweat. No sweat. Right. (laughs) Okay, how about this? When Lee Pritz finished college, where did he first start coaching? It wouldn't be Missouri, would it? There you go. He's my coach. Back in the day. You think he's crazy now? You should have seen him at at 24, 25 years old. My man. My man was intense. Uh, yeah. That is, I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. He's... <laughs> giant, That's giant uh, Mountain Dew or Diet Coke, maybe. He did all day long. You <laughs> don't need any more freaking caffeine. <laughs> I get paradigm. Ah, let's go. <laughs> um, okay, we got one more game for you. Um, right. and this one is called Wins and Whoopins. So if you could think back to any match in your career from kids club through 
last match you wrestled, they want you to think of one win and one just like whooping. You know, one where you just got your ass kicked. We've all got this story and nobody likes talking about it, but, but everybody's got at least one and most of us have enough. We can figure out one. One win that stands out as memorable, your best win, your favorite, I don't know, a crazy match that went back and forth that you won or, or whatever. Somebody who always beat you and you beat him. Any win and then one whooping. All right. Tell us about him. You can do either one first. Um, let's go whooping first. I'm trying to think of the last whooping I really got. Um, um okay, well, this whooping defined as like oh, it's my Google home, sorry. <laughs> the last time you got your book kick was... like Go ahead. It'd be funny if, if Siri started telling about the last time you got beat up. Right. <laughs> For real. So does a whooping count as like a really bad loss or just a loss? Because the I think the last quote unquote whooping or bad loss I took probably was Lucas Lucas Bird, low key, at Nationals Day. Oh, actually, I'm gonna go with uh DeSanto. Um day three. Yeah, day three was rough. Um first year uh <laughs> the first year at uh ASU Nationals. Day three was rough. I had Lucas Bird and then um or DeSanto, then Lucas Bird. But, yeah, that was a whooping, man. I think in the first period I was down, like, I looked at the scoreboard, it was like 13 to 2 or maybe 13 to 3, and I was just like, yo. First period, I'm talking, he, like, just had a field day, I guess. Like, took me down and then, like, turned me, I want to say, twice. And I was just like, yo, this is just not fun, like. And nobody wants to be down 12, 13 points to DeSanto in the first period. I was like, yeah, it's going to be a long other two periods, but I'll give him that one. That was that was a nice little whoop, and I'm pretty sure I got teched. Oh, my God. It's almost cringe saying that. But that was the last whooping. Um, what a win. And when I'm going to go with probably Pac-12 – finals because i my first year at pac 12s i lost to chance rich of cal bakersfield and that was i didn't see that coming but you know you, you gotta take those to the chin but i wrestled him again in the finals last year and that one was a lot more one-sided for me and i was happy because i was like you know first pac 12 title cool um, but yeah, that was, that was a memorable one for me. Cause then we, we ended up beating Oregon state by half a point. So that was kind of like an all hands on team effort. Um, but yeah, that was a nice memorable one for me. Heck yeah. Well, and you know, hopefully for your sake, um, there's a lot more memorable ones this year and we get to see you have a lot of success and, um, Absolutely. we're looking forward to it, man. Like I said, August 22nd, we'll be down here. In Austin, Texas, wrestling Lucas Bird, and um, hopefully again. I think I think again. I'm not sure if it's confirmed or not, but yeah, I believe hopefully you guys can come back down again for another meet, and then um, you know we're gonna catch you at Pac-12s and NCAA's, and super excited to uh, continue to watch you you wrestle. So uh, we're gonna let you go, but we're gonna give you the final word before we get out of here. Anything you want to say? Um, nah, man. Just thank you guys for having me, man. I had I had fun. Awesome. Thank you, Mikhail. I look forward to it. Best of luck, and we'll see you soon.
All right, guys. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. All right, Kyle, that's going to do it, man. Another great show. Um, really interesting, I thought, the part about Air, uh, Old Dominion and going to Walmart and like just being hit by the frying pan out of nowhere. Um, you know, not, not a good or fun story, but uh, you know, interested to hear it and glad we got to hear that, that perspective. Yeah, anytime you have the, the time and place stories where news gets dropped, you remember those things. And just like with the track wrestling merger with uh with flow wrestling you remember where it was and you remember the circumstances it's a similar similar thing here where you're going to remember that for the rest of your life so always fun to to hear those insights well since you scratched that wound i'm going to kick it open <clears throat> where were you let's hear your your story the track wrestling flow <laughs> merger because i'm sure i probably knew about it before you but when did you get the news that uh the evil forces would be joining well, can I, I'd like to just reverse and ask you, like, if you knew that long before, how long before did you know it was coming before it kind of <clears throat> was official? Over probably half a year. I think it was, I, when, when did it happen? I don't remember exactly when it did, but I remember early, I think it was early in the pandemic. They're like, hey, we're, we're talking about maybe buying track. Mm. I feel like, and then, and then it was like, well, are we, how close are we? And then it was, I really think we're going to, and then it. For a minute, it backed off, and it, it kind of went like that a couple of times, and obviously, eventually, it did. So I think I think early in the pandemic is when I first heard rumblings about it. Yeah, for me, it was just there was a, a mandatory meeting that everyone needed to be on, and it was strange because all of a sudden, these people popped up on the meeting that you never saw in meetings, like high-level sports engine management, and just like, all right, they're probably not on here to congratulate Shane Sparks on winning the broadcaster of the year right now. So that was my first thought. And then got on and said, Hey, I want to let everyone know that there has been an acquisition and flow wrestling has bought track press. I mean, it was just instant and they didn't mess around and it was just explanation from there. And then we, we got on calls and I remember Andy and I had a, a call with you. We had a call with Christian piles I and mean, we just wanted to get as much information as possible. And then, all 12 of us came over to Flow Wrestling, and we're still there to this day. What was your gut reaction, your initial thought? But you know, even maybe before the meeting or you got over or right when they told you and you were still in the meeting, was it just like your head swirling? It was a little bit, but yeah. So, so the, the very first day, there was just this sense of excitement, like, hey, this is going to happen. There's nothing I can do about it. So that was just maybe the initial shock of it for – the next four hours. And then I remember vividly that night was the worst night of sleep I've had in at least a decade. I mean, just thoughts swirling in my head. I had these <laughs> thoughts about uh, how am I going to work with Mike Malinconico? Are they going to make me uh, have, you know, edgy tweets? Are they going to, you know, ask me to do things that I'm, unc I mean, just Sure. Every single scenario. Worst possible scenario kind of thing. Worst possible scenario. Like, hey, how, you know, how am I going to integrate with the team? Because keep in mind, over the course of time, you're just told that, hey, we're, we're battling these guys and, and these guys. I, I don't want to say the enemy, but, hey, you're, you're competing with these guys. So how are you going to fit into the team? So, yeah, it was, a, it was the worst night of sleep I've had in, in a long time. It was, it was rough, I'll tell you. It was rough. Well, here we are. Uh, yeah. shit, and, the, and the irony, and the funny, yeah, the funny thing is, is now, I mean, I love Mal, man. I mean, so I was, for some reason, I was worried about how I was going to work with Mike Malinconico. I don't know why it was, but then 
I end up loving the guy and I, I love being on work trips with him. So it's funny how things work out. It's funny, man. Well, cool. A little impromptu uh, story from where, when and where news drop a story yep. from you, Kyle. So I appreciate it. Um, and I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, thanks for extending it just a touch and hearing that. But we're going to roll. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Thanks.